Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Book 4, Beyond Personality, or First Steps in the Doctrine of the Trinity. Chapter 6, Two Notes. In order to avoid misunderstanding, I here add notes on two points arising out of the last chapter. 1. One sensible critic wrote asking me why, if God wanted sons instead of toy soldiers, he did not beget many sons at the outset instead of first making toy soldiers and then bringing them to life by such a difficult and painful process. One part of the answer to this question is fairly easy. The other part is probably beyond all human knowledge. The easy part is this. The process of being turned from a creature into a son would not have been difficult or painful if the human race had not turned away from God centuries ago. They were able to do this because he gave them free will. He gave them free will because a world of mere automata could never love and therefore never know infinite happiness. The difficult part is this. All Christians are agreed that there is, in the full and original sense, only one Son of God. If we insist on asking, but could there have been many? We find ourselves in very deep water. Have the words could have been any sense at all when applied to God? You can say that one particular finite thing could have been different from what it was, because it would have been different if something else had been different and the something else would have been different if some third thing had been different, and so on. The letters on this page would have been red if the printer had used red ink, and he would have used red ink if he had been instructed to, and so on. But when you are talking about God, that is, about the rock-bottom, irreducible fact on which all other facts depend, it is nonsensical to ask if it could have been otherwise. It is what it is, and there is an end of the matter. But quite apart from this, I find a difficulty about the very idea of the Father begetting many sons from all eternity. In order to be many, they would have to be somehow different from one another. Two pennies have the same shape. How are they two? By occupying different places and containing different atoms. In other words, to think of them as different, we have had to bring in space and matter. In fact, we have had to bring in nature, or the created universe. I can understand the distinction between the Father and the Son without bringing in space or matter, because the one begets and the other is begotten. The Father's relation to the Son is not the same as the Son's relation to the Father. But if there were several sons, they would all be related to one another and to the Father in the same way. How would they differ from one another? One does not notice the difficulty at first, of course. One thinks one can form the idea of several sons. But when I think closely, I find that the idea seemed possible, only because I was vaguely imagining them as human forms standing about together in some kind of space. In other words, though I pretended to be thinking about something that exists before any universe was made, I was really smuggling in the picture of a universe and putting that something inside it. When I stop doing that, and still try to think of the Father begetting many sons before all worlds, I find I am not really thinking of anything. 
the idea fades away into mere words. Was nature, space and time and matter, created precisely in order to make manyness possible? Is there perhaps no other way of getting many eternal spirits, except by first making many natural creatures, in a universe, and then spiritualizing them? But of course, all this is guesswork. 2. The idea that the whole human race is, in a sense, one thing, one huge organism like a tree, must not be confused with the idea that individual differences do not matter, or that real people, Tom and Nobby and Kate, are somehow less important than collective things like classes, races, and so forth. Indeed, the two ideas are opposites. Things which are parts of a single organism may be very different from one another. Things which are not may be very alike. Six pennies are quite separate and very alike. My nose and my lungs are quite different, but they are only alive at all because they are parts of my body and share its common life. Christianity thinks of human individuals not as mere members of a group or items in a list, but as organs in a body, different from one another, and each contributing what no other could. When you find yourself wanting to turn your children, or pupils, or even your neighbors, into people exactly like yourself, remember that God probably never meant them to be that. You and they are different organs, intended to do different things. On the other hand, when you are tempted not to bother about someone else's troubles because they are no business of yours, remember that though he is different from you, he is part of the same organism as you. If you forget that he belongs to the same organism as yourself, you will become an individualist. If you forget that he is a different organ from you, if you want to suppress differences and make people all alike, you will become a totalitarian. But a Christian must not be either a totalitarian or an individualist. I feel a strong desire to tell you, and I expect you feel a strong desire to tell me, which of these two errors is the worse? That is the devil getting at us. He always sends errors into the world in pairs. Pairs of opposites. And he always encourages us to spend a lot of time thinking about which is the worse. You see why, of course. He relies on your extra dislike of the one error to draw you gradually into the opposite one. But do not let us be fooled. We have to keep our eyes on the goal and go straight through between both errors. We have no other concern than that with either of them. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>